Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Delicate Dynamic. Welcome here. If you are new, I thank you for joining. I am your host, Aquana White, and this is episode six. You're a good friend until they move in. I'm super excited to be back. It's been a minute since you guys have actually seen my face on the podcast. I did a lot of like voiceover editions but i'm happy to be here sitting here authentically talking to you all because i feel like it just conveys a little bit more um through the screen when you can see but if you're listening over on spotify apple amazon iheart i thank you for listening as well so this topic may be a little controversial I am so open to agree to disagree. I'm so open to hear different viewpoints. I'm never going to be stuck in my ways to the point where I can't resonate or at least empathize with other people's stories. But um, of course, of course, (laughs) this is just how I have experienced things and my outlook on things. Now, I do have my notes here. So I don't want to forget anything. In this episode, I am going to discuss why living with your friends is not always the best idea. And I've actually broken this video down into four talking points. Um, Number one, you really don't know someone until you live with them. Number two, I wanted to briefly touch on the Dejan Dejanae Harrison story about how her friend stabbed her six times over a disagreement about a phone or something of that matter. I won't dwell into that. You can check out uh, Chronicle Speaks for the full story and interview about that. But it's just a a little bit of supported evidence (laughs) okay so people also take advantage of your kindness that's point number three and number four i'm gonna talk about my personal stories when it comes to having your friends move in and how it doesn't always take the best turn even if your intentions are pure and you know it just doesn't always turn out great so Let's go ahead and get started. I'm super excited. I won't keep y'all too long. I will try not to blabber too long when it gets to the personal stories. But um, number one, okay, we all know that they say you don't truly know someone until you live with them. And I even think sometimes you still don't know people fully, even if you live with them. How many of us have had college roommates that we have lived with uh, and we still don't really know? Or people who be like, oh my God, that was my roommate and you've seen them in the news and some crazy story or like it could be anything. So you don't truly know people, their hearts, their minds, their intentions, their thoughts or what they're going through. Um, You have people who see people on a day-to-day basis and, you know, They choose to, I don't want to say, I don't want to be too controversial. This is YouTube. We can't be too explicit. But, you know, people who are going through deep depressions or things like that and something terrible happens and you're like, what? I was, it could be a partner. I was just laying next to this person. I had no clue, right? So you never truly know everyone as thoroughly as you think you can be in love for years and years and years living with your partner and they out living a triple double quadruple life okay so that's what i say you don't really know people until you live with them but do you still really know people even after you live with them and it's just something to think about um I, i feel like living with somebody is truly intimate i feel like you see this person in the most emotional states you observe their daily habits schedules routines um and also their financial habits and sometimes all of those things affect you right how they clean uh cook who they have over how they listen to their music watch tv cuss out they part like you have to literally live with that and everything they do can affect you so that's something again to think about uh Some people grow entitled to you in your presence. That can arise. And we'll get into those stories. Uh, Meaning that your intimate relations and the company can sometimes lead to jealousy. Small arguments can alter the energy of your entire household. And even growing up, you know, you have an argument with your mom. You stomping around or she slamming dishes. You slamming your door. You not coming out when you do come out. You ain't talking to nobody like y'all. 
So if you arguing with a roommate or whatever, and then people get petty, oh, I'm not taking out the trash. I'm going to leave it there and let it stink. Oh, I'm not doing the dishes. I'm going to let them pile up. So when they go to cook, they ain't going to have nothing to cook with. It's a lot. <laughs> it could be a lot. So people love routine and people often frown upon uh, change. So especially if it makes them uncomfortable. So let's talk. Let's just mm, theorize real quick. You have a roommate. Y'all spend all the, like a bunch of time together. Y'all cook each other meals or whatever the case is. Um, Y'all go out. Y'all, uh-oh. I messed up my notes. I do apologize. But y'all go out. Uh, y'all hang out often. Y'all shop. Again, eat, cook, clean. Y'all have a routine. But let's say you get into a relationship. So now that routine changes. Now that person, your roommate looking at you like, well, damn, you don't hang out with me no more. You don't spend no time with me no more. You don't do this. You don't do that. You putting all your energy over there. And it's like, for you, it's just like, I mean, I'm in a relationship. So what do you expect me to do? But to them, it's just looking like neglect. Um, they could have grown attached. They could have an attachment to you, an entitlement to you and your presence. And it just turns into jealousy and it turns into acting out and attitudes and a lot. That's just a theory, right? Will we get into that later with my stories? Maybe. Now, um, let's go to number two. This story actually came across my feed from Chronicle Speaks. Um, it's about Dejan Dejanae Harrison, who had a friend or ex-roommate named Abigail. And it really troubled me. I'm not blaming this young lady for anything that happened to her or this terrible situation. But it does further prove that we really have to sift through or sift out who we call our friends one. And we have to practice discernment and also listen to our intuition. Now, she may have not had any clue that this girl was going to do what she did. But as much as I would love for us to be able to have a free spirit and just click with somebody and move in and hang out and just immediately click and become friends, it doesn't always work like that. And that always doesn't work in um, our favor, work out in our favor. So uh, we need to know like the mental state, the triggers, the habits, the backstory of the people who we intend to live with, or even just call our friends and hang with. Like not, you don't even have to live with them. Be mindful of your circle overall, overall. So, so Ms. Harrison was actually friends with Abigail for a short period of time before they both decided that they were going to live with each other. Um, and then, I guess, you know, things were going great. Uh, she didn't give or say she had any signs of this girl acting out or whatever the case may be. But, you know, people always have like little petty moments or people have petty arguments. And it's like not to be expected, but it can arise and you just kind of get through it and you communicate through it as well. So she was cool with her. They chose to become roommates and they... uh Miss Harrison was actually looking for Dejan, Dejan and Harrison. I'm just calling her Miss Harrison. She was looking for her phone. I think she was about to go out with some friends. She was looking for her phone and she asked her roommate Abigail to help her. And I guess Abigail helped her. Abigail spotted the phone. So Abigail was like, you know what? Again, we don't know the situation. We don't know if... Miss Harrison always lost things and Abigail had to always say, it's been sitting right in your face. We don't know. And that doesn't matter. And that doesn't permit what Abigail did to Miss Harrison. Okay. So she asked Abigail, Abigail to look for her phone with her. Abigail spotted the phone and Abigail was like, it's in your face. Like you need to look for it. It's right there in your face. So she's like, girl, you know, I need to go. Just tell me where it's at. I need to go. And then we all like, I feel like all of us have overlooked something and just wasn't thinking about like, girl, where is it at? Where? <laughs> I don't have time for these little petty games you're trying to play. You know, I, I get the wit. I get the sarcasm. I get all of that. But it's just like, okay, girl, but you know, I'm trying to get up out the door. Do you see my phone? Okay, and that's probably the type of time Dejan, Dejan, Dejanay was on. And I, that's why I was saying Miss Harrison because I didn't want to butcher her name or mix it up. So that's probably the type of time that Dejan was on. Like, girl, 
where is it at? Um, so anyways, eventually she gets the phone or she sees the phone and she goes, of course, to grab it and she's about to head out. She's getting ready to go. And I think she said to Abigail something along the lines of, girl, like, you crazy. Like, why you got to be so crazy or why you acting so crazy or something like that? And Abigail, like, girl, I'm going to show you crazy. I'm going to show you crazy. And she grabs a knife and she stabs Dejan multiple times. I think six times, she said. That young lady did an interview in her hospital bed. Um, and again, you can find the full story over on Chronicle Speaks because I may be missing out a lot, um, missing a lot of details. But that young lady saw her life flash before her eyes. Uh, she ultimately got to a point where she didn't even think she was going to make it. And over what? Over what? A phone. A phone. And just to learn later on that this ain't the first time that Abigail did something along the lines of this crazy. She did something in her past like this. That girl, <laughs> again, be mindful of the people or the company that you keep. And by no means am I blaming Miss Harrison for this terrible thing, as I mentioned earlier. But it just goes to show you really, truly don't know somebody or you don't know what triggers them. Calling her crazy could have been like, boom, trigger. I'm going to turn crazy immediately. You know, like somebody can be in a trance, you know how they did the get out thing, got the little spoon going, you say a certain word, boom, switch personalities, boom, you out of it. You somebody else. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> so um, I am sorry to her. She had to go find me. If it's still up, I will link it down below um, because the story is terrible. But you can find the whole story over on Chronicle Speaks. Um, I know I mentioned, I don't mind mentioning where I found stories, her stories or whatever. Um, this is not that type of podcast. We don't gatekeep. Okay. I'm not throwing my logo on everything. That's not this. We here to talk, converse, all right, and get some things off our chest. So, uh, again, I'll have the video link down below. And if her GoFundMe is still up, I'll have that link down below as well. Or cash out, whatever she has, if, you know, she still needs help with her situation. Because I saw this story a while ago. So, let's segue into point number three. Like, no matter how morally high people claim to be, in some cases, your kindness will be taken for granted. It will, okay? It will be overlooked sometimes or it becomes expected uh, and or unappreciated. Uh, now, to play devil's advocate, which some, we do have to play devil's advocate sometimes, you may start to... How do I say this politely? Because you have... It's like the nice guy syndrome, right? Where these men are out here like... Oh, y'all just want, y'all pick wrong, y'all choose wrong, y'all need to pick better, choose better, all of this, and I'm a nice guy, she ain't even give me a chance, she used me for a date, for a bag, for this, for that, she used me for a flight. You may have the guys who tell you who I'm Mr. Nice Guy, and I'm always getting overlooked, just for you to find out and listen, listen to them talk. And hear their personality and how like their stance on life <laughs> and experiences. And you're like, you may think you're nice, but you're manipulative, but you're abusive, but you're really not as nice as you say you are, dweeb. Like, if your kindness is not coming from a genuine place sometimes where you're doing things and expecting things from people you may take it as you're being taken advantage of or you're being overlooked or unappreciated whole time. It's just like, just genuinely be a nice person. If people don't appreciate it, oh, you have, you have the option to stop being kind to that person who doesn't appreciate you. You absolutely have that choice. And that's where discernment and intuition and things like that come in. But to sit here and say, I hold doors for ladies. I buy people meals. I take people shopping. I give my friends rides down the street. All right. But that, you know, somebody ain't give you a dollar one time you ask and automatically, oh, you don't, you don't really F with me for real. Like you bucking up on them. And it's like, 
that's not how kindness works. That's not how truly being kind or being a kind person works. If somebody doesn't appreciate you, all right, X them out, right? But don't, oh, I gave you a ride, like do that tit for tat. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. It doesn't always work like that. And so I'm not going to just say don't be friends with somebody who I guess didn't give you a dollar when you asked for it. But it's like, don't just do nice things to get that dollar whenever. Like, you know, I guess that's playing devil's advocate. In a real world, in a perfect world, or not in a real world, in a fantasy world, and in a perfect world, you do for me, I do for you. Reciprocation will be 100%. We get that. Reciprocation will be guaranteed. Absolutely. I give you $5, you give me $5. This week, you give me $5 next week. Oh, that would be great. But again, everybody don't think the same, act the same, feel the same, empathize with you. They just don't. So just be kind, just to be kind, not to be, not to expect things from people. I think I have a little more notes on there. Um, as I said, I do believe we should be kind just as a characteristic and not expecting things in return. Um, because everybody, look, I already said all this. Everybody don't think, act, or feel like you, and that's a given. And as I said, in a perfect world, uh, gratitude or reciprocation would be the response to kindness. Absolutely. However, we don't live in a perfect world. And so continue to be kind, absolutely. But alter who you continually give that kindness to. Okay, who who continually receives that energy from you. Change your circle, your group chat, <laughs> your environment, your career, your partnership, friendship, or whatever the case may be, if you feel like you're being taken for granted. But that don't mean, oh, this person didn't appreciate it. Now you're taking that out on everybody you meet. Because if that was the case, I would have stopped being kind a very long time ago. If I came across one person who didn't appreciate my kindness and I chose to never be kind again. I don't want that to ever alter who I am. You know? Um, and just quick story to insert right there. I actually have met like new friends, new co-workers or whatever the case may be. And... Again, I'm just a giving kind person and for the most part, I'm sometimes a free spirit. So I'm just like, girl, whatever. Yeah, do that. Take that. Like, you know, and then I sat there and I thought, oh, my God, am I being too weird? Am I being too easy, too kind, too nice? And it's like, no, that's just who you are. Now, if that person don't appreciate it, then just don't get that to them no more. You feel me? But that don't mean stop being that just because that one person ruined it. So don't take it out on everybody else. Um, I like I like being kind. <laughs> I like being kind. And it's not because I believe in karma because I absolutely do. But it's because I believe in making people smile. I believe in making people feel good. Um, I didn't always have that in my life. So to be able to extend that is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And even when I didn't have it in my life, I still try my best to be kind to people. And I struggle with being mean, stubborn, all like all the bad traits because of jealousy, envy, all types of things. And I'm so happy to have healed <laughs> through a lot of this stuff. I promise you. Whew. Do y'all want to... um? dig into my life a little bit about my experience when it came to living with friends because let's get into it uh i got a couple stories from my history from recent and not so recent <laughs> um i'm a free hand of stories i might i don't want to go in depth like i want to go in depth so you guys feel it but I'm not going to mention names and time frames and I won't get like try to be super intricate with the details because that's how stories get extremely long for no reason. <laughs> so I won't mention names because out of respect for people. OK, um, 
people ain't suing me for telling my truth. <laughs> and y'all probably like, girl, no, seriously. You never know who's going to see your story, how many people is going to see your story or whatever. Regardless of if you lived it, people like to talk about defamation and all of that. And I ain't got time. But yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't take notes on this part. We about to go in though. But now, let's start. We're going to kind of go in order as far as when things happened. So let's get into uh, when I was still in college. Uh, I missed the deadline when it came to signing up for housing on campus. So at this time, I was uh kind of a year or two, yeah, two years into my YouTube career. So I was growing as an influencer. It was sustaining my life. I was making money, seeing profits. I had started my business, my hair business, and... Things were on the up and up, and they have been ever since. So I was like, you know what? Well, now that I have this income coming from YouTube and coming from sponsorships, I missed the deadline for housing, but I can afford to get an apartment. I didn't step out on my own just yet, because in college, a lot of people are like, uh-uh, roommates, make it cheaper, make it easier. Like, yeah, whatever. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Let's roommate it up. Now, the person who became my roommate was actually a acquaintance. And a little more than an acquaintance. Um, But we had met the year before, I want to say. Yeah, I think we had met the year before. And we hung out. We did kickbacks, turned up. We, were, we got lit together from time to time. Um, She was by sexual and I was by curious and I say that because that was kind of something we bonded over um and it was just like you know we meshed with each other we were cool we never had a problem or issue we hung out we drank we got lit because that was at the time of my point where I was drinking to numb everything that I was going through that didn't feel so good okay so that's cheating boyfriends that's family relationships that's whatever okay all the drama all the heartbreaks everything even past trauma that i hadn't healed from childhood trauma okay so that's what we bonded over drinking anywho missed the deadline we get a place we gonna have on a rent utilities all of that typical roommate stuff you know um it was cool uh i noticed red flags when it came to finances and how I wanted to live in comparison to how she was able to live and that's not shade at all that's simply saying there wasn't as much contribution on one end as the other and I didn't want anyone to feel like oh I'm doing the most and I'm just making the place comfortable for me and doing what I want to do. I was given freedom when it came to decorating because she only supplied one piece of furniture. Yeah. And I wasn't going to just settle for one piece of furniture knowing I had to live here too. I wanted to entertain guests as well. I wanted to be comfortable. We need a dining set. We need this. We need that. But it shouldn't all be put on me. But because I'm the type of person where if I am going to be in a space, it's going to be comfortable. I'm like, we're not, we not doing this. Like, So that was one red flag doing more financially. But I didn't let it get to me because ultimately I knew, hey, when I'm up out of here, I'm going to have everything but a couch. That's it. And I'm going to get that. So ultimately what happened was there were times where it was just pettiness, where I, I had a boyfriend at the time or was in a situation, I don't even remember the timeline of that, but 
it was like, yo, why are we always taking out the trash? And it wasn't a thing of, oh, he comes over too much because she had company come over often as well. So it wasn't a thing of that, like, oh, you got your dude here. He need to be taking out the trash. It wasn't anything like that. It just was like, people just wasn't picking up their slack. And I'm just like, yo, clean, like... I don't know. But then again, like I said, she could have felt the same way about me. Like, I want you to clean your dishes right after you cook. Or I want you to do this or do that. And I'm just like, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know what she felt, but it also wasn't communicated. And I am the type of person who I'm not, I wasn't <laughs> extremely confrontational because I didn't know how to confront. I didn't know how to communicate my feelings. So that's why I didn't like confrontation or I didn't like coming to somebody and being like, this, 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 this is a problem, you know? So instead, I just act out, oh, trash is just going to fuck, ooh, wash my mouth, but it's just going to stink, okay? Dishes, just not going to be done. Bills had to be paid. <laughs> you can't just unpay the bills or not pay the bills. So we got to a point where I'm assuming she was uncomfortable or whatever. And her mom had a lot of dictation in her life. So I don't know who she vented to or what she vented about. Um, it, it just was like, it didn't even end on nothing crazy. But I did kind of feel blindsided when she was like, she moving out. And if I wasn't in a predicament to uphold the rent by myself it was a two bedroom two bathroom if i and i did have the uh master bedroom that was connected to the bathroom i did okay i'm not gonna lie to y'all i did and maybe that's something she wasn't cool with like no nah, i want a master now and i don't remember why we chose to do it that way i think it was because i did you know youtube and stuff and i needed all the room because i need like the closet space and stuff like that i don't know what it was and i also felt like she could have felt like I was kind of moving her out because I did sometimes film in the living room. So I did sometimes have like my equipment set up and it's just like, girl, move your stuff. But again, it was never communicated. So I don't just blindly be like, oh, I was blind. Like she could have been uncomfortable. She could have just not been happy. And just like I didn't know how to express myself. Maybe she didn't know how to express herself and just was like, you know what? The best thing for me is to just move. So she decided to. But I was like what if I didn't have it to, you know, be here alone and cover all the bills by myself? What if I didn't? I turned that room into that second bedroom into an office. I turned that bathroom into a guest bathroom. I got my own couch in the living room, a sectional like I wanted. I did everything I wanted to do with the place. It was beautiful, like decked it out. But it was like, what if I couldn't, you know? That kind of irked me and ran like it rubbed me the wrong way because it's just like you could have waited out your lease. <laughs> you could have waited out your lease. Like you, you girl, girl. But you know what it is what it is. Um, that was just one instance where it was like I didn't think she would kind of leave me high and dry, but it happened. Now that's not nothing I dwell on too much, but these next two stories, oh baby. Oh, baby. And it happened around the same time. So, fairly recently, um, in my old spot, I had a three-bedroom, four-bathroom townhouse. I was renting a three-bedroom, four-bathroom townhouse. That was after my first apartment. So, that first apartment was a two-bedroom, two-bathroom. It was, you know, with a roommate. She moved out. I continued to stay there and live there until I moved into a townhouse. And this place was like only $200 more. And it was a it was a great deal. Brand new. Nobody had ever lived in it. I was the first person to live in it. Loved it. Living room, banging. Like, living room was banging. Kitchen, nice, spacious. Uh, the master, nice. And had a two-car garage. Like, I felt like I'm moving on up. Okay. Um... So I was there for a year, I believe. And I had broken up with my boyfriend um, on and off cheating stuff. It just was too much. I let that go. I had situationships here and there. And I had a friend 
Now this friend, we became friends in a weird way. I'm not going to get into all of that. But basically, um, her ex was my ex situation. No, her current was my ex situation. My, me and my ex situation were still cool. She introduced me to her current. Me and her current hit it off. We thought we was the same person. You know, both the same sign, birthdays real close. Like, we really hit it off. Like, we was cool, okay? Um, the way our friendship was, we weren't the talk every day on the phone, FaceTime 24-8, I'm at work, US. Like, we weren't like that. We talked periodically, sporadically, and we had deep conversation when we did talk, okay? When we came around, we just clicked. It wasn't... it. We didn't have to talk every day in order to have a strong bond is what I'm trying to say. So this young lady was going through something. Um, and I just was like, you know what? Come stay here for a while and get away. That's that kindness instinct. That's that opening up your doors and opening up your heart and trying to be the best friend you can be. And if this was something, you know, putting something on the table in case it was needed, because it sounded like it was needed, you know, the offer was taken up and the way that house was, the bottom floor was my office. Uh, it was a room down there with the bathroom. That was my office. It was two bedrooms on the third floor, my bedroom and a guest room. Completely got rid of the guest room and I was like, take she took it over. I even decorated for her and everything. <laughs> this your room. Like, you feel me? For as long as you need it. So, boom. We, at that time, I was still, I was looking to move into a different space. But I was impressed about it. But once she moved in and it was like, okay, this is going to be long term. And I did get into a relationship in between. But, I was like, this is going to be long term. So um, we going to need more space. <laughs> I was filming in the living room again. I was like, I don't want to film in the living room. I want my own filming space. I want a space for all my products, like a warehouse. Like I, I don't got time, you know, I was outgrowing the spaces. So that was like, okay, I started to look for places. And like I said, at the time, I got into a long distance relationship um, and she was in a situation and yeah, so I did end up eventually, she was like here and there, um, you know, coming back and forth. She had things she was going through and things she was dealing with. Um, first thing I noted was allowing car use. Car use was like, sometimes I never saw my car. But if you know me, you know, I don't really drive. I, I prefer not to. I like to be a passenger princess. So at first it didn't really bother me until it became, oh, I'm going to the store. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, she took my keys. <laughs> oh, like, nah, you know. And I was being kind of like, oh, take the spare key so you ain't got to always come ask me. And it was like, nah, nah. Because then that started to be, in my opinion, abused. Because now it's, I'm going to the store instead of, hey, can I take your whip? Like, you know? So just like, some things just started to rub me the wrong way. So then it would be, I'm cooking... Mm, she cleaned like I guess she thought it was a balance <laughs> but it kind of to me just looked like okay now I didn't ask for any contribution to bills at this time because I invited you to come stay and I didn't have to I gave up some of my space but I didn't have to go and get more space right so at the time it was just an extended guest but it also wasn't any offer of anything like nothing not a water bill not an electric bill not anything that I could recall 
So, you know, I just peep stuff, peep things, right? Eventually, I broke off that long distance relationship. Um, I think I started entertaining a situation. Uh, then I met somebody and that's my current girlfriend. Um, and we were talking, we really hit it off and the way we kind of meet and the young lady who was, let's say the roommate, we were in like a weird, like we would play jokes on people like, oh, we're a package deal. And you know, if you want to date me, you got to date her. Like, you know, we would play in a flirty way, but we had never did anything crazy. You know, <laughs> like we ain't never crossed those lines. We just play jokes. So to my current girl, we like, oh yeah, you know, we a package deal. You got to take us both out. My girl was like, okay, but I'm interested in you. So whatever, if that's what you want to do. Um, but anyways, we all get close. Um, of course, my girl is now coming more often. She has, roommate has her situation and her situation turns into a, it, we were all cool. You know, it's four gay women in a house for the most part, almost all the time. Cause that's how our partners were always often coming to see us. But when things didn't really work out in roommates favor or she didn't like certain or whatever, she would go into the room and just close herself in there for days or weeks at a time. So I guess if she fell away, that was her way of dealing with things. I'm just going to go in here. I'm not going to talk to nobody. I'm not going to do nothing. And it's like, are you eating up there? Are you okay? I used to be talking to my friends like, I don't know. <laughs> do I say something? Or like, I don't know. And she would come out and play whenever she wanted to. And then just go back. And it's just like, I don't have time for that. Like, that's weird to me. So, oh, let me lock my phone. Sorry. It's over here dying. But I'm just like, that's very, very weird. Like, what are we doing? How old are we? Um, so then again, a, four gay women in a house. Um, and for some strange reason, people always think that when that is a thing, we should be in a poly relationship. So her girlfriend or situation at the time had asked me about or inquired about, Hey, what would you add? Or what would you say if I asked you to be in a poly relationship? And I was like, I didn't think much of it. You want to know why? Because at that time we were smoking, drinking, all types of things all the time. People be lit. People don't really be talking. But I told my girl, because I'm just like my girl right upstairs. And, you know, she is a stud. She's more masculine. So it's like, you as a stud, why are you coming to me asking me this? You know, like you should take that to my dude, <laughs> but not my dude. But y'all know what I mean. Um, Because she's very much so a woman and we don't do like none of that crazy stuff. Okay. So I'm like, why you didn't go ask the masculine party? You know, like the dominant party rather. Not masculine, but the dominant party. And I told my girlfriend, just like out of respect thing, like, yo, such and such, you know, we got to keep an eye because I don't know what's up with that. Um, people to this day will deny that it ever happened or deny that it was that serious or whatever the case was. And it just was like, but it was a respect thing and people started, egos started to definitely get in the way. So let's fast forward. Okay. Cause that story can get very, very long and very, very messy. Um, let's fast forward to moving. We decide or I decide, Hey, I'm moving. And I'm like, Hey, if I'm getting more space, and you want your own this and own that, you have to pay. She agrees. Okay. So the way this home is set up is downstairs. You have formal dining, kitchen slash kitchenette, dining, whatever, living room, a bathroom connected to a bedroom, which in theory should be the guest room. Because it's connected to the bathroom and it's right off of the living room. Garage, two-car garage. Upstairs, you have four bedrooms. A bonus room, a master, this room, which is the guest room. Um, and my beauty cave, which was used as a bedroom. So, 
I knew already I would need two rooms and half of the garage. Uh, the garage was like my fulfillment warehouse center, packed orders, shipped orders, etc. The room, bonus room upstairs was my actual office, take calls, do Zooms, whatever. Uh, and then the master, which is what I knew I would want, was my YouTube filming studio slash makeup room, closet, all of that. Okay? So I knew in, off bat that's what that was going to be that. And I knew I was going to take a smaller bedroom for myself and that this room would be the guest room. And downstairs, she actually chose, okay, I'm going to take this room down here. Now, when we got here, out of respect, I'm like, yo... You know, she's paying money towards the rent. Um, at first, it was like, oh, I'll give you half of the rent, even like. But I'm like, you know, it's cool, whatever. I mean, you ain't got to do all that. You know, whatever. <laughs> being kind, being patient, being gentle. But um, no, seriously. So to speed up this story, because like I said, all of the details could really just make it so lengthy. We move in, the bathroom becomes downstairs. The only bathroom downstairs is like, it's her bathroom. And I didn't feel like, I tried to be nice and say, okay, don't use her bathroom. Just come upstairs and go to the bathroom. But it was very inconvenient for when my family, I always had family stuff up. For when my family came over, when my friends came over, when we have company over and they got it like, it was just inconvenient. And even in moments like that, she wouldn't be like, just go to my bathroom. And it's just like, why not? You know, again, you just expect these things from people, but you don't always get what you expect. Um, so I was more official with my girlfriend now and it was just becoming very, very weird. And neither party seemed to really dig each other. And I'm just like, what is this energy? Like, what is going on? And we would do things often and go out sometimes. And it just was like, we still spend time together. There's no way you feel like we're not friends or our friendship is failing or we don't. Like, we literally live together. What more could you want? You know, this is towards the roommate. So it's just like, it was becoming very weird and nobody understood why or knew why. And then, like, unspoken feelings started to pop. It just became so, like, weird and uncomfortable. And it got to the point where, again, staying in the room, not really coming out. Or, you know, we come upstairs for the night, then she comes out at 2, 3 in the morning. And it's just like, why do we got to be so weird? It don't have to be. We could really, like, come on now. So, um, fast forward, fast forward. I think she broke her thing off, her situationship off. Uh, she started talking to other people, whatever, whatever, whatever. We actually, I started my spiritual journey, um, and she was like involved in it a little bit, but, uh, she ended up leaving because I guess I wasn't spending enough time with her or because she felt like this person ain't like her. That, like, it just was a lot. And um, she stopped paying bills. Now, she claimed she was leaving just for like a week or a couple days or I'll be back. Like, but left all her stuff, mind you, a bunch of plants, a bunch of shelving put up, a bunch of like things like that. And it just was like DIYs and alterations to things and just left it. And... At that time, she claimed she had sent, like, the rent money for that month. And I'm just like, you didn't send the rent money. Um, she's like, oh, I'm calling Cash App or whoever and this and a third. Like, it didn't go through, but I sent it. Here's the receipts for that. I had never received it. That was, like, I don't know if it was October or November. But it was, like, late in the year. So, November, December, January... And I don't, I just know for a fact, four months of rent was not paid. So I was owed thousands of dollars by the time everything was over. And it was like, 
wow, like, yo, people really do you dirty. And not even that. It's just, like, you left, but left this whole, like, we didn't touch the bathroom or that bedroom for a minute. To the point where I'm just like, yo, she been gone for, like, a month or two. Have my cleaners going there, clean up. Like, we about to use this bathroom. Like, this, this is crazy. This is really, really crazy. So, boom. Leaves. Never pays the bill after that. Finally comes after like three, four months. She was going through, I guess, some stuff. But it wasn't being communicated to me for real. But finally comes back and cleans out the room. But not really. Says she's going to come back the next day and finish. But didn't. So me and my girlfriend and my friend have to clean it up. I have to give away the furniture. That was another thing. The furniture that was in there was stuff that was from my old guest room. So my new guest room had to be refurnished completely. So it was like, you took this, you DIY'd this, you spray painted that, you did this, that, and the third. You put up 10 million shelves, you got a million plants around here, and just left it all for dead. Like, <laughs> with no explanation, with no rent, with no nothing. So now this is a unpaid storage unit. So at that same time, I was actually, another person had moved in. And that person had moved into my guest bedroom. So now the house is full. We got a full house. But the person in the guest bedroom is actually somebody who I have been cool with. And that was another problem with roommate number, we're just going to say roommate number one was the apartment. Roommate number two was the one who I ended up moving from the townhouse to this place with. Now we have roommate number three who came in. But roommate number three was a bestie years okay um and roommate number three she moved in a few months before roommate number two started acting weird so she just was like you know she fell on like she had a situation going on and she just needed some way to say and i knew i was like she didn't really want to ask me because i had someone staying here already but you know the space was here okay so i was like you know what i'm gonna ask anyway she asked and i thought about it i was like i don't want to say no but i should say no i don't want to say no but i should say no if i say no will it ruin our friendship and at this time i was still drinking heavily and i was saying to my girlfriend she's just like nah you know sometimes people just need a hand and i'm like you know what you right you right and you know that's bestie like, i can't just not help out you know so I say, yeah, and I let roommate number two know, hey, roommate number three coming. You ain't got to worry about roommate number three. Roommate number three going to be upstairs in the guest room, okay? I don't care if y'all get along, if y'all best friends, if y'all not friends, if y'all drink together, if y'all don't take a shot together. But that's this is what's going to happen. And if you're not splitting everything half, if you ain't even putting your name on the lease or nothing like that, I don't want to say you shouldn't have no dictation on who coming through or whatever, but people clearly got mad. <laughs> like people really was in their feelings like, oh, how is this going to be? And I was worried too, because the energy had been off with roommate number three and I for a minute, like a minute. So I'm just like, I don't know how the energy is going to be. And I know how people are and how people act and what people say, and what people do, especially under influences and stuff. So roommate number two wasn't really cool with it. But became cool with it. Like, I ain't gonna say she ain't had no choice. But it was like, bro, you paying for a room. And you got a bathroom with it. Like, you're not, like, you know. So, um, now if it was just something where it was just like, these people just don't get along, don't like each other. Every time they see each other, they want to fight. I would never put anybody in that situation. But it wasn't that. So, anyways, roommate number three actually moved in a couple months. Like I said before, roommate number two started up and left or whatever. But roommate number three actually didn't, like, she came, but didn't really, she just was occupying the space with her stuff because she was barely here. And that bothered me because it was like, bro, I can barely have company. My, you know, my siblings, my kiddos can't even come over. Um, you know, we don't really have a guest room anymore. Everybody who coming in sleeping on a brand new couch. And it just was like, it was like, yo. This is very inconvenient for you to not really be utilizing the space. She paid for it. She definitely paid for it. 
but you're not really utilizing the space and it could be used as what like what it's intended for a guest room so that really was bothering me um but it was what it was what it was right at this time again me and roommate number two already like at odds she leaves and stuff like that now we into the next year and roommate number two still has her stuff there but has not been paying rent roommate number three barely coming through but paying her rent me saying look i'm i'm done with all of this and mind you me and roommate number three had already said a certain time frame i forget how many months it was but it was like it wasn't going to be a long-term thing so it was like when it came time like we was not really talking we were barely talking passing barely see each other we weren't really the friends who we used to be and it just became like really really weird um between us like a weird energy so and it's crazy because like i said years upon years upon years in a friendship game okay so i hit up said roommate number three and i just was like hey we agreed upon this time frame are things looking different for you right now? And I guess through a text, you can't really read a tone. So it could sound to you like, oh, this girl being stinker dang dang. She just want me to go. I didn't realize that this was messing up the lighting. But she just want me to go. Like, she blindsided me. So it probably felt like to her that I blindsided her. But it wasn't. It was like a, hey, can I get an update on, like, we don't see each other for, we don't talk. So what, like, we approaching the time frame that we talked about, but we haven't really talked. What's the next moves? So she was like, oh, well, um, such and such and such. Da, 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 da. Like, she came off real, real combative, like, kind of rude like when you want me to be out and i'm like whoa hold your horses like are you like what are how are things looking for you you feel me oh i wanted to have this conversation in person but da 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 i don't need all the riffraff i don't need all the rah-rah just simply what's gonna go on like what's happening you know so that happened and I went back through the messages because she started to say, oh, I'm coming to pack my stuff on this day. And I'm like, damn, it's a it's a month or too early. Like, what you mean? So then I went back and looked at the messages and I went and clarified. I said, oh, snap, you know, my bad. If I was like, and by the way, I know you got an attitude or whatever, but I'll still clarify anyway. I didn't mean you had to be gone by the end of this month. We were in the month. I wouldn't be like, get the fuck out. You got two weeks. I meant by the end of the next month that we had initially agreed on. Um, and even then, if she would have been like, hey, I don't, I ain't really, you know, I need a little more time. That would have been fine. You want to know why? Because at that time, me and roommate number two, we were at odds. Like, we were done. So it was like, we not really cool no more. She ain't paid this. We getting rid of everything in that room. So at that time... If roommate number three would have been like, oh, I need more um, time. Cool. You go take roommate number two space so that we can get our guest room back. Because that was the real like issue. So you take roommate number two space and we actually going to open that bathroom. It'll still, you can use it, whatever, do what you need to do in there. Close it when you need to. But it's going to become an open bathroom. But roommate number three was very like she just took it as a a dig in a sense and was like yo nah like <laughs> she just came and got her stuff well, i'm packing my stuff now thank you for clarifying but she had i guess went and found a place she didn't and at the time i had was like looking for places with her we had toured one or two i think it was just one but we had like was looking at other places too and um I was trying to be as helpful as I can, like, you know, um, 
So I just didn't really understand the hostility or anything like that. And I also didn't understand um, if you're not here 90% of the time, wouldn't it be like wherever you are at 90% of the time, you have the opportunity to stay there? Like, you know, so I was like, hey, are you going to do that? Are you going to do this? What are you going to like? I was like, what's going on? You know? I was like lost. I didn't really have any idea what was going on between her. And like I said, at that time, me and her relationship was rocky. And it just was like, okay. So she came and she left that same month I had asked about it. And when she left, so she came in, she was like, what you want me to do with these sheets? I'm like, oh, you could toss them. You know, they were, I don't know if they were white sheets or what, but I mean, you were there for a couple months whatever i could just get new guest sheets on amazon 30 40 dollars you know i was like oh just toss them or whatever um we had our own issues because we didn't like i didn't agree with some of the things that was going on and i didn't feel like some of the habits and routines was the best choices but um I'm not going to get too deep into that just because it's, it's real personal stuff. So I think that's why we started to fall off a little bit because I was doing my shadow work. I was my spiritual journey. I was like finding, I was healing and redefining myself and old habits and old things had to go. And when those things started going, people take it as you switching up on them but you really just better in yourself and they start to feel like I'm not saying this is how she felt, but I'm just talking about other people. Like people look at you like you kind of feel like you better than cause you don't do this no more or you change cause now you won't like, it's just like all of that is unwarranted, you know, but going back into, like I said, roommate number three, she got her stuff. And on the day she was moving out, she asked about the sheets and she, was like oh the key is upstairs um i don't know it was somewhere up here i don't know if it was on the bed or the table or whatever and left she said the key is upstairs dot 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 and went out the door never heard from matter of fact i did hear from because i had to hear her up about something months later like probably a year later but i didn't get a text I'm going upstairs to get the key thinking, oh, it's going to be a thank you note. But again, that just put me back into the place of you can't expect you from people. One, you can't expect kindness from people. You can't expect gratitude from people. But I promise you, regardless of going through things with people, and I honestly might have to double check into my past where I was told to get out where I'm just like, or I told I was leaving to see if I was thankful. But actually, I did. We did recommunicate. And I did say, you know, I'm thankful for everything you've done for me. I had to just think real quick, like, dang, you know, I almost like, is this karma? But no, it was no thank you, no nothing. After you stayed with somebody for three, four, five months, I don't remember how long it was. But it just was like, after you use a space, I guess, as a storage space, no type of thank you just your key is upstairs and it was like wow you know f me i had no idea what her next moves were what her well-being was and none of that i heard things later on after the situation and how i you know i just heard rumblings and I'm not even going to say what I heard because it'll put other people on the spot. Even though I'm not cool with those people at the moment either. But I'm not even going to be like extremely messy. But it's just like, I think the only thing I really expected there, which I, I don't feel bad for having these expectations, but was a thank you. And I didn't get that. And I don't feel like I'm wrong for wanting that. But people made it seem like you, like I was wrong. Or the parties made it seem like I was in a wrong. But I wasn't. And I'm not perfect 
by nobody's standards, means, or anything. But it's not wrong to expect who you considered a friend for a decade to say thank you after you open up your space and your home to that person. Um, I don't think that's wrong to want or to receive or whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> that's how that one ended. So they both actually permanently left around the same time because I had got rid of that stuff in roommate number two's room and cleared it out which is now my baby's woman cave and yeah so you don't truly know people or their intentions or anything until you live with them and living with people could ultimately be the demise of your friendship um last thing i'm gonna say so friend or roommate number two actually like we have became cordial on and off over the years um or the year after everything had happened and you know she moved on and was making different or doing different things in her life and she um had asked me something very very strange and to this day i have not heard a reply but she said hey she you know i'm an interior designer and she says she wanted me to decorate her place and i was like well i probably won't be in the vicinity i may not be around da 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 da, da. For my services, you, we can do virtual. We can do, um, the client can pay for the flights and the hotels and things if I do need to come um, to another state or whatever. But I just found it weird because it was like, because of how the situation ended, how our living situation ended, it's a dub. But the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way was said person said, hey, if you're getting rid of Doing any spring cleaning or getting rid of any furniture. This is roommate number three. No, two, sorry. Um, let me know and I'll buy it. All I said was, hey, don't you find it strange to one, in my head, I'm like to ask me to buy some old furniture when you were using some furniture from my old guest room and left it the way you left it but then too when you owe me <laughs> like four months worth of rent that you never paid and this person was notorious for saying i'm gonna get you this and never got it like and i can't stand it because it's like bro and I always use this reference like don't tell me you gonna get me a slim gym or a pack of seeds from the store or whatever and you don't do it. Like, why say you're going to do something and you're not going to do it? She was notorious for doing shit like that. So, I was like, why would you... You owe me four months in rent. And you going to ask me to buy some old furniture? And I was like, so am I tacking on the, you know, the couple thousand that you owe me? And, like, I just find it strange that you left the in the way that you left. And you left the home in the state that you left it. And for you to ask me to sell you some, like, it was just weird. And we did a lot of DIYs. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, she was definitely a part of making this place a home, DIYing, putting shit together. So don't get me wrong on that. So, like, the aesthetic, bomb. Like, my aesthetic, like, the home itself, different vibes with different rooms, bomb. But I just felt very uncomfortable with that question but i stated that and two three four weeks later however long it's been i haven't heard a peep no response which is also a response and i said that i said hey well no response is a response too and i removed her as a friend on social media and i don't i deleted her contact on my phone because it just was like i'm not doing that i'm not doing that you've grown enough to talk sunshine butterflies and apples and bow bears and speak morally high 
but not to have a conversation with me about like I'm not just glazing over or grazing over anything to keep people comfortable anymore things are not sitting well with me okay but that actually wraps up I, again I haven't heard from roommate number one since she moved out um never heard well roommate number two we were cordial until she started asking acting like things didn't happen or transpire and just wanted to move on from it and whatever um and roommate number three and honestly i don't even think roommate number two said thank you for the stay either let's be real um and roommate number three just never said thank you so she ended a decade of friendship over two words uh, a simple thank you a gratitude like and i don't want people to ever look at me like oh you just want people to be indebted to you and no but i know you could pick up a piece of paper off the floor for me and i'm gonna say thank you like you could hold the door and i'm gonna say thank you so to think that you could live in somebody's space for months years and not say thank you and think that's okay. Like it, it's not. It's not okay. So no, I don't need people to be indebted or bowing down or none of that. A thank you. Like I didn't need a paragraph saying I appreciate that. Da, 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 I'm grateful. I'm in there. Like none of that. I didn't need that. But since you know somebody walked out the door and just was like your key upstairs, I assumed hey maybe it's a thank you up there too. Like. You feel me? So thank you guys for joining joining the Delicate Dynamic Podcast Episode 7. I didn't want to make it this long, but we have some things to talk about, okay? I would like to know what you guys took from this podcast, but I also want to know, have you successfully lived with friends? Have you been a good friend until they moved in? And now when they left, they got a whole nother story to tell people. Let me know down below. Um, if your character has been tarnished for, you know, looking out for people. And they feel away. So now, you every B word in the book. Like, let me know. Comment down below. Super excited to hear your thoughts. And I'm super excited to be back. And I will, I'm not going to say be more frequent, but be more scheduled with these podcasts. Um, just because I don't want it to be like a, oh, when I feel like it thing. I want us to really talk and get into some things. Okay. So I hope y'all enjoyed. Comment your thoughts down below and I will see you in episode eight.